This podcast is brought to you by Score Foundation. Hi, my name is George Abraham and welcome to Iway Conversations. My guests today are Arush Bhatt, a young and up and coming software engineer and his mother Anjana Bhatt. So Arush, uh, congratulations for your uh, good results in the uh, uh, 12th standard exam. I believe you are going to Alberta, Canada. So tell us a little bit about your course and what you would be doing there and what are your aspirations. Yeah, so um I am going to the University of Alberta uh, in Edmonton, Canada this fall. Um I will be pursuing a computer science degree so I'm basically doing a specialization in software engineering. Um it's a it's a four year course. Um and yeah, I've I've uh, honestly always wanted to be uh like a software engineer because I just love coding and I would like to make um like it's always been my dream to make the world more inclusive and like empower empowered and i feel like software and technology in general is is can play a very big role in in accomplishing that uh, so anjana this is going to be the first time that uh, arush is going to be staying away from home uh, for a longish period what are your apprehensions and uh, what are your thoughts i am worried but i am uh, confident uh, as a mother I feel that you know the mother's heart starts always thinking. But uh, looking at Arush, the way he has come out, the technology, and I I know uh, he will uh, he will manage, and because uh, he has technology, and with his mobility skills, he will be uh, he'll be doing uh, he will find out his goal and dreams. Arush, uh, how did you get interested in software engineering? I got into like the world of of tech uh, when I was quite young, and like I naturally started developing that that interest. um and it's an interesting story actually because i remember when um i started learning computers in school itself i um i remember i made like this very first website that that um did something i don't exactly remember what it was but i don't know it was just like this this eureka moment like this this feeling that was very satisfactory when like i was able to code this website in i don't know 5 minutes and it was able to do something like accomplish something and like it was just super satisfactory when i was able to make things happen that could you know maybe like benefit people and help people and that's where the feeling arose and after that i like i i my best friend we started learning to code together because he was like an avid gamer and he used to also be into like playing games and that's where he learned to code and yeah that's where the interest arose and after that I when when I thought about it more when I learned more I felt like it actually really coincided with my dream which was always to um basically I just wanted to make sure that whatever challenges as a visually impaired student that I had to go to I I wanted to make sure that no one like no student should be a, like should that those challenges should not be a barrier for them after I you know I was like i i wanted to always find a solution um and i think when i actually learned the you know how powerful technology could be how powerful software could be i felt like that was that was like i that's when i decided that this was the way to go about it and go about like you know 
um, bringing my dream to life, essentially. Uh, you also did a lot of uh, education on technology on the side. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about what these uh, various courses were? Yeah, so um, when I was about in uh, ninth grade, I started exploring ways to actually properly learn to code um, and, you know, how to build softwares because I wanted to actually move to advanced stuff and actually creating softwares and like not just basic websites. And so, yeah, that's when like, that's basically when I stumbled across resources um, and very like the good people that, you know, guided me and they showed me this, this amazing world that I have been, you know, um, pretty much obsessed with and, you know, continuously involved with ever since ninth grade, which is the world of MOOCs, Massive Open Online Courses. So which are basically essentially these courses that you can do online um, that teach you a number of things, pretty much anything from what I've seen, because the, the course catalog is usually really vast. And like you can pretty much learn anything to to very like um, interactive lectures to to these practice exercises. <laughs> And I, I find them to be super intuitive and and very like educational. So that's what I started to do um, in, in ninth grade is that I started, um, I took up a MOOC from Coursera, which is a very popular uh, MOOC website. And I started learning Python. So it was a, it was Python for everybody specialization. I remember that was my very first course. Um, and it was taught by Dr. Chuck from University of Michigan. Um, and I absolutely loved the course. Um, I, I found I learned a lot from it. Um, and I was even like the teachers were super supportive. I, I could even write to them if there was like an accessibility issue. But usually I also found that the websites were super accessible with the screen reader, which is definitely a benefit. And if it, they weren't, then they were very eager to have them implemented. So after I did that course and I felt like the, my skill level actually rose greatly, I started taking up more and more courses and as, as many courses as I um, possibly could um, from then on. And you also get like certified for these courses. So it's like a very like, you know, satisfactory feeling that I have actually, you know, I've, I've done this and I've, I've achieved this. And yeah, sometimes the courses can be challenging as well, but like, you not only do you learn, you also get the feeling of satisfaction that, you know, I, I overcame this challenge and I learned a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I've been doing quite a bit of um, coursework um, from these course, from the Coursera website. And there's another website called EDX that has courses from different um, universities like MIT, Harvard, and they, they are also super, super educational. Um, and I find, find that my software engineering passion my skill set has greatly developed from, from these MOOCs. Uh, let me ask your mom, uh, Anjana, um, now uh, the 12 years of school and maybe a couple of years of preschool, uh, what did you see the role that you and as a mother and your husband Vinod as a father had to play to, to actually uh, help uh, uh, Arush reach where he has reached? Let me be very honest here. Yes, the challenges were there. But one thing which I feel that today, I feel uh, I feel very satisfied. I feel the way Arush has grown up because it is, it is just the initial years. It's just the mindset. We always, you know, as a parent and uh, restrict ourselves. Like we, we, in our head, it starts like my, my son or my daughter has a special need. That is just a mindset which I feel, which I have learned through the 18 years of my journey of as a mom. It's initially as a parent, like you need to train your kid and 
and take it that they are as uh, as uh, you know they have as the potential as the any other kid has there is no we uh, i only feel it we should not talk about, about you know people talk about disabilities people talk about you know special needs i feel it is something which is not correct you know every child has its own way of growing up way of learning up and they, but the, as a parent we need to support them during their initial periods maybe after class 7th or 8th you need to give them different skills you need to give them that confidence you need to be that support and give them all the exposures and and find out where, what their interest and goal is and Thanks. then let them let them perish that's what i did in arush case If you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness please share the Iway National Toll Free Helpline number 18005320469 the number is 18005320469 i remember your mom telling me uh, a few months ago about your trip to nasa uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about this trip when i was in 10th grade I found out about um this this space camp this one week space camp that the people at, at NASA they were organizing um and it was to be held in uh, uh Alabama Huntsville in US and they had this international space uh and rocket center there uh so I I got about like I heard about it from from a friend of mine and he said that you should fill out this form because um they also offer 100% scholarships so it was pretty much a uh you know a, a fully paid uh trip to US for a week um and i was i was super interested in that because i i wanted to like i wanted to learn about space and i wanted to learn about the technologies being used in space and i wanted to also network i wanted to connect with people and you know learn um so so i went ahead and applied and it was like this form scholarship form and um you know that i i find that um what it like basically asks you to do is like be yourself and you know be honest and that's that's like what i ended up doing and yeah it was kind of unexpected like i filled out the form and a few months later when <laughs> i had essentially forgot about it i received the email that i had um actually gotten the scholarship and so in 10th grade around october i went to um space camp for a week and like it was a quite like enjoyable um trip i think i like i learned about so many different uh, technologies that are used in the space centers in um and uh, on on let's say the the rockets themselves and what was amazing is that they were super accessible they had uh screen readers built in in some of them in case like you know there were people like let's say with visual impairment and there was stuff written in braille as well so uh, i think it was a very educational and and um su- like super fun uh, trip science and maths often are seen as subjects which uh, blind people are discouraged from doing because of obvious challenges in teaching right yeah so um i have always um like used a computer um for my education like um you know like i said from fifth grade it was uh, like always in school and that also applies to exams i have like never used let's say a scribe or you know or any other method i've always done my exams independently so um 
Yeah, so I used to do like let's say earlier I used to do mass on on uh, on a tiller frame, um, and when it came to science, my mom would make like three D diagrams for me, and I would uh, take those to school, uh, and that's how I would learn. And um, afterwards, let's say uh, from ninth to tenth grade, when it came to more advanced mathematics and sciences, um, I still uh, like you know I I still continued to do that on the computer itself. But in tenth grade, I was actually like CBSE was not agreeing to let me um, give my exam on the computer um, for the boards, and I had to use a scribe. And I feel like that was like a very new experience for me, and it was not <laughs> a good experience because I was very new to that. So after that, I actually you know took the this like determination to make this my goal to be able to do math and science independently, even it, though it was like super going to be super advanced from eleventh onwards. Uh, on a computer itself so then I ended up um, um, so at first they were not letting me um, take mass and even though even if they let me take mass they were not letting me um, do it on the computer um, but I you know I had to like struggle a bit and you know kind of <laughs> fight a bit and you know I, I gave them this this um, I told them that you know they would just if they just give me let's say two three months of time i will figure out and i will show them a way to accessibly do it and um yeah it took quite a bit of research because i feel like this this hasn't this field of you know writing stem on a computer hasn't been explored as much as it should because the resources are there they're definitely there but i feel like they aren't as as um back then let's say two years ago they weren't as as known as they seem to be now like let's say what i what i started doing was i discovered that word 2019 had a way to write mass um using latex which is la which is a language to basically write um like science and mathematics on the computer and when you like um it converts to either mathml or different math formats that actually the screen readers are able to read and I found out that Office, like the Word uh, 2019, actually introduced a feature where even if you wrote like latex, you would, uh, it would auto-correct the mass that was readable without needing to use a, an external software like mass type. So that's what is I started doing essentially. And yeah, it took a lot of practice um, to learn master latex and to read the 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 like the symbols and the equations. But like I I. I kind of try to persevere and work hard on it and, and, you know, give my best in those, in those three months, I like made myself trained enough and equipped enough that I was able to show my teachers and then, you know, CBSE that I was able to write. And yeah, after that, I took my 11th, 12th, like I took math and science and I did it all fully on my computer. And I also gave my boards, uh, as a matter of fact, 12 boards, uh, completely on a computer itself. You know, uh, science and maths, there are a number of concepts, which, uh, people use visual aids to understand and to actually teach, uh, especially subjects like trigonometry and um, uh, geometry and you know um, and mechanics and so on. Uh, so even understanding these concepts, uh, there is a fair bit of visual um, grasp that is required. How did you kind of deal with those situations? Yeah. So. Um I guess this, this for me, this was a mix of a few things. So there's also like one thing that I did was um, using, let's say the, the geometry kit that comes for the visually impaired that, you know, lets you dry, draw um, tactile diagrams on, on, um, on like the sheet of paper and it's like embossed and you can feel that. 
But what I did for the most part, I think, was visualize using my own imagination. And to boost my imagination, I used to use like things around me because I felt like that worked better for me, like 3D, 3D shapes, uh, different objects in the room, like let's say my table, uh, the wall or you know, pretty much anything. I think that worked for me because it was more realistic than drawing like on a sheet of paper. So that's what I usually ended up doing. And I fortunately had uh, super accessible, inclusive teachers that um, kind of adapted to that pretty quick and they and they understood that this is my way of learning. So when they would teach me like, let's say, trigonometry, um, you know, that would involve, involve like X, Y, Z plane, they would teach me, let's say, on a wall that has like all three of those planes, like on the floor or on the table. And I, I felt like that worked wonderfully for me. And after like a bit of practice, uh, visualizing using these these um, objects in the room, stuff around me, I was just able to picture that, like form a mental map, as it were, in my head. And then after that, I was just able to visualize it um, without needing like external sources. So I think it's just a matter of uh, practice, but that's, that's the way that it worked for me. So coming to you, Arush, uh, I understand uh, inspired by the challenges that you faced in school, you have launched a software which uh, is going to help uh, uh, children who are blind who might be going through similar courses in various schools. Tell us a little bit about this software. It's basically this um, Windows uh, software that I have launched, which uh, what it does is, um, so when I when I started taking up, uh, like when I took up advanced math and sciences back in 11th grade, um, uh, one, one major challenge, even after discovering the word latex uh, technology, was that uh, some of the symbols or many of the symbols, let's say the Greek letters or um, some other like mass centric symbols were not, they weren't being read out by the screen reader. Uh, so NVDA is what I use, uh, it's what I've always used and it, it wasn't reading those symbols. Um, and yeah, and I, I wanted to come up with a solution because I felt like everything else was working perfectly. Latex was, was working perfectly. And if I just figured out a solution, um, uh, I think it would be a perfect way for people to do math and computers. So that's when I basically started writing an actual software of my own. And yeah, I, I've been working on it as I grew and learned myself. And as I, you know, tested it out myself with, with school and with boards. And now that I've, done boards i feel like it's it's got sufficient information and data and i have you know enough experience that it's it's not it has you know it was ready for release um and it has now been launched so basically what it does is uh it has a list of over 150 symbols and you know once that software is in 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 the computer of uh, of of a visually impaired student their nvda will easily be able to read all of those all of those um, math and science related symbols. So what do you call the software? So it's it's called uh, Accessi NVDA, which is basically, you know, stands for more accessible NVDA. Um, and yeah, it's 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 out. It's on my it's on my website. And yeah, hopefully people enjoy it and are able to you know benefit from it. What's your website called? It's inclusionthemotto.com. So that's inclusion T-H-E-M-O-T-T-O.com. Uh, it's all one word, and under um, the software's heading, uh, the software's webpage, they can find a download link as well as a description uh, to the software. So, Arush, I believe you have a, a YouTube channel uh, which you started a short while ago. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. 
Yeah, so the the channel was basically yeah, it's it's called Inclusion Tomorrow, which is the the, the same thing as the the website itself that have um that the software is being launched on. So that's where it whole the whole thing started essentially from the YouTube channel, um and the idea of um of the channel was to basically, um bring people from all different backgrounds and all different you know diverse backgrounds together on a platform where they could learn from each other where you know they could be empowered and educated and um so so yeah there's quite a bit of interaction videos there there's interviews there's some 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 videos out that ha- you know I have given my own take on on different topics and yeah um I I hope uh it's it's a source of you know encouragement for for people listening and I I will most likely also, uh, as a matter of fact, publish a tutorial video for those who prefer video rather than text on how to use this uh, this newly launched uh, software. Uh, your mother was telling me that while you were in school, uh, you also did uh, several internships with various uh, uh, companies in Delhi. Uh, tell us a little bit about your experience there. So I ended up doing um, a couple internships, and I think the most significant one of those would be the one that I did with Vedantu, um, which is a very plat- uh, popular platform for for you know online uh, education here in India. Um, and it, uh, I realized um, when like the idea came to me when I was like in eleventh grade, uh, I had some other friends that were applying for Indian colleges itself, and they wanted to do engineering, let's say, and you know, apply for IIT or other engineering colleges, and they wanted to do um, uh, the like they wanted to uh, use online courses to learn, but they found that visually, like they were also visually impaired, and like these these courses, let's say on Vedantu, they weren't super accessible. Um, so that's when I thought, you know, that I, because when when I discovered my way of doing math uh, and science accessibly, I realized that that could easily be translated to all different platforms that currently don't have accessible math and science. So I thought to reach out to the company and uh, fortunately they were super inclusive and they, they you know, accepted me as a, as an, as a high school intern and um, we worked together to make their, their content of like math and science accessible. And uh, now hopefully it is, it is completely accessible to a screen reader. Um, so I, I think no other visually impaired student should have any trouble taking up courses on Vedantu from like um, in the future. To support our work with the blind and visually impaired, you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in Please note www.scorefoundation.org.in Coming back to your uh, uh, travel to the to Canada um, how have you prepared yourself in terms of your mobility, your independence uh, vis-a-vis traveling alone and living alone, how are you preparing yourself? Let's say maybe when I was in ninth grade or so, um, I did a basic mobility uh, training and I started going out a little bit and, you know, navigating around my the, the vicinity where I live, um, getting in, you know, area like uh, and, and an idea of what my area looks like and, uh, you know, using using a, a white cane. Um, but I, unfortunately, as we all know, after COVID, it, like, you know, everything was shut down for like th- two years and 
yeah, it, it like the process technically stopped and I was also occupied with all these other uh, accessibility related challenges with 11th to 12th. And so I feel like, yeah, it was definitely a challenge uh, to get back into shape after I was done with boards. Um, but I have tried to uh, contribute as much as I can, like and get, dedicate these three months that I have before leaving uh, to mobility. So I've gone out quite a bit um, uh, using using my white cane and I made use of uh, softwares that yeah, that that like I said, technology keeps growing, and now uh, the all the map softwares on the phone have this auditory guidance system where if you set it to walk or drive, it gives you audible instructions on where to turn, um, on you know on where to go and where different places are, and with that plus a little bit of vigilance and white cane and and lots and lots of practice, I think. Um, I think it is possible, very much possible, and and um, you know it's it, you can get around. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been practicing. I've been practicing walking around, um, you know, my area, and then I started uh, moving to taking cabs to places that were more far away, like visiting friends, for example. And um, you know, then I moved to to metros, and then I went places that were way like way too far from home, like you know, Knot Place, Nary Place. Like these are they are super far away, uh, one one and a half hour away from from where I live. And there, I navigated uh, pretty much on my own, with just with the help of a cane and, and map and the map. Um, so I think it's been a very good experience, and it's actually helped me uh, learn and you know train myself for what's what's coming up uh, next. So, so that's basically how I've been preparing myself. Uh, you have developed an accent which is uh, quite maybe optimum for you when you get into Canada. Where did you pick up this accent from? Was this part of your preparation? <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've had this for uh, quite a while because, you know, I, I went to the space camp and uh, I, I had, like, I was able to make so many connections there and I had friends from, from U.S. And uh, since I've also been doing all these MOOC courses, um, I was able to connect with professors. I was able to connect with different, um, you know, other other students that were from the U.S. So most of my friends are actually not from India. Um, so I, I think that's where the accent came from on its own. And it's also like since I, um, yeah, like audio books and, and yeah, different, different, different sources. But it's, it's kind of developed on its own, really. So Arush, uh, you've had a fairly exciting life. Um, what are your passions apart from, say, technology and software? What are your other passions that uh, keep you going? Um, so that's so the first answer that comes to my mind immediately is reading. Uh, that's something that, um, yeah, my mom got me into it when I was quite young, and I have been obsessed with reading for I don't know for the past twelve, thirteen years, and yeah, I I. I just, I reading has been um, that support that I needed uh, when I felt down, when I felt like, you know, like giving up or uh, when I felt that I didn't have support or didn't have anyone like reading has it's, it's like it's been that constant companion. Like, you know, people people say that reading or books are one's best friend. And yeah, I think that's that's been the case for me. Um, and it's it's I think something that I hope to never abandon because it's it's a lot of the books that I've read have essentially made me uh, in, into who I am today. Arush and Anjana, thank you very much for uh, taking time out. I know you are busy preparing for your journey and your trip, uh, but thank you very much for giving us the time and sharing uh, your experiences and learnings and your dreams 
wish you the very best all the best to both of you thank you thank you thank you, thank you so much thank you i wish ye roshni ka karwa this podcast was brought to you by score foundation Shanika Karwan